That's what we do there in the Philippines. If you have noticed, we have several ministries and we, so many things that we do. One of those is our gift giving at the Eastern Visayas Regional Medical Center, wherein you have partnered with us. Uh, if you have seen those gift bags that we give to the patients, we give this uh, every year on December in particular, the 24th of December, Christmas Eve, and uh, the last uh, uh, and New Year's Eve, just being a blessing to those patients who are in the hospital while uh, families outside the hospitals are just rejoicing being with their families. And one of the blessings there uh, we would put those Jan and Romans that you sent to us. And one patient got saved. Amen. And the story goes like this, that we went in there and we gave these gifts. And then a Christian friend of mine who is a nurse uh, had his round in the hospital. And he saw the gospel of the Jan and Romans book and he asked the patient, where did you get it? And he said, well, we got it from, you know, there downstairs because we would bring our choir and sing and then I would preach or my son. And then, well, that nurse started to witness to the patient using the Jan and Romans. And praise the Lord, the patient got saved. And thank you for sending those John and Romans. It's just one story this morning, but I know that you are going to hear so many stories how God has used those John and Romans. And thank you for investing in that area. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Could you please pray for our next church plant uh, on sometime on the second quarter of next year that the Lord would just bless that. Yes. We have been called into the ministry full time. And in fact, the very reason why the local church exists because of the Great Commission. And I just praise and thank the Lord that your church is a missions-minded church. I praise the Lord for that. I thank you, uh, Pastor, for the friendship. Just uh, I like the smile of Pastor. Because I think because I smile a lot. That's why, you know. Uh, so just smile a lot. It exercises millions of, you know, makes you old. No, makes you young when you smile a lot. And so I just praise the Lord for this church. Just uh, we, are, we, we feel comfortable and we are just being ministered. Thank you. Please do pray for the rest of the ministries there in the Philippines. We use the same curriculum. We have a small uh, educational ministry and we are using the accelerated Christian education. And I praise the Lord for that. Amen. Uh, just about 35 students, I think, that we have. And little, but big things starts in small things. And so we're looking forward. We, that, that ministry has been used. So many children has gotten saved. We have families in the church that has been reached because of that educational ministry. Pray for our Bible college. Basically, our Bible college there in the Philippines is, is for free. I mean, you, it's just, uh, but the Lord is good that he supplies our needs. This morning, since I am coming from the Philippines, I will be preaching to you from the book of the Philippines. Don't you realize that there is a book that is written to the Filipinos? 
And that book this morning is the book of Philippians. If you would open your Bibles, please, to the book of Philippians chapter number 4, please. The book of Philippians chapter number 4. And they said, my friend in California said, wherever you are when you are preaching in a place that is cold, you better preach uh, hot there because it's cold. I said, Pastor, uh, I, I give my promise I will not preach in a topical sermon. I will preach in a tropical sermon because the Philippines is a tropical island. Philippians chapter number 4, beginning from verse number 10 down to verse number 20. Follow me with your eyes as I read this passage of scriptures this morning. The Bible says in verse number 10 of the book of Philippians chapter number 4. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me had flourished again. Wherein ye were also careful but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me, notwithstanding ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving but ye only. For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound, I am full. Having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, we praise you. We thank you. Bless now, O God, the teaching and the preaching of your words. I pray this morning, O God, that you would send us a revival. And if there be someone here this morning, O God, who is not yet saved, I pray, Lord, that this would be the day of the person's salvation. Once again, Lord, I beg you, empower thy servant, for thy servant knoweth that without you he can do nothing. Receive now all the glory and honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We all know that the book of Philippians is written through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit by the Apostle Paul. The writing of the book of Philippians took place when the Apostle Paul was in house arrest in Rome. And as the Apostle Paul was uh, writing this letter to the book of Philippians, to the uh, Philippian believers, he, he can't help but first of all thank them for what they have done to him and the ministry. If you would open your Bibles please to the book of Philippians chapter number 1 verse number 3. This is what the Apostle Paul has said. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. I would always be thankful to God for Liberty Baptist Church. For allowing my wife and I to come and present the ministry here in your area. You know, when the church in Philippi got to be started, it was started in a very 
unique way. We all remember that it was during the time of the Apostle Paul when he had his second missionary journey. In the book of Acts chapter number 16, if you would open your Bibles please, that the founding of the church in Philippi took place. In verse number uh, in verse number 6, we all know that when they had gone throughout Pregeia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. And after they came to Messiah, they essayed to go into Bethania, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they passing by Messiah came down to Troas and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia, prayed him saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. When you take a look on these verses this morning that you read, you're going to kind of wonder, why is it that the Holy Spirit forbid the Apostle Paul to enter Asia? Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, the Apostle Paul, during his time, he was wanting to go to the Philippines. <laughs> Asia. But for some reason, God said, I don't want you to go to Asia. And you know, folks, this morning, uh, the Apostle Paul, he was always on the go. You never notice that he stopped. You never, never notice that he complained. But rather, he was just on the go. He did not have this, this attitude that if it's not my way, then no way. But rather, he just keep on moving and preaching the word of God. God has another plan. I hope and pray this morning that we do recognize that God's way, God's plan is better than ours. The Apostle Paul just continued to obey the Lord because God has another plan. God was wanting the Apostle Paul to preach the gospel in Europe. Because Philippi, if you are going to see the map, this is the very first time that the gospel entered Europe through Macedonia. And God was telling uh, Paul, Paul, I want you to bring the gospel to Europe and Europe will bring the gospel to the United States of America. And from the United States of America, the United States of America will evangelize Asia and in particular, Philippine Islands. We are so grateful for this nation because my wife and I are a living product of missions giving here in the United States of America. Your giving to the Lord is never in vain. If you are still doubting on missions giving, look at this person. This person is a living product of missions giving here in the United States of America. When we were, uh, we were, uh, you know, our neighboring country uh, invaded us. You sent us your military forces. Liberated us. But you did more to that. You did not only send us your military forces. You send us missionary families. That is why today we are here. You did more to that. Not only your military forces. Not only your missionary families. You send us also McDonald's fries. 
McDonald is in the Philippines. So that when you visit the Philippines, you won't get hungry. Neither angry because you have McDonald fries. This morning, God has another plan. And through that, the Bible says as you continue in verse number 10 and after he had seen the vision, verse number 11, therefore losing from trust, we came with a straight course to Samothracia the next day to Neapolis and from thence to where? To Philippi. The founding of the church in Philippi happened on the second missionary journey of the Apostle Paul. And as the Apostle Paul was reaching to the end of his ministry, he could not help himself but to write a love letter to this church. Because Philippian is letter to the Philippi is, is a very different letter than the letter he sent to Galatia. To the book of, to the letter to Corinthians. You won't ever see in the book of Philippians rebukes. In Galatians, you are going to see the Apostle Paul writing to the Galatian church and said, Oh foolish Galatians. In the book of Corinthians, he would call the believers, Are ye yet carnal? But in Philippians, we see the Apostle Paul I thank my God. Philippians chapter number one, if you would go back, please, there. He said in verse number one, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. What was the apostle Paul thankful for for the church in Philippi? Look at verse number five. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. The apostle Paul was thanking the church in Philippi of their faithful partnership with him in carrying the gospel to the ends of the earth. And in chapter number 4 verse number 10, you see again the apostle Paul rejoicing with them. Look at verse number 10. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last year care of me hath flourished again. The apostle Paul was rejoicing because this church wasn't deteriorating but rather this church was a flourishing church. I rejoice with you of what you are doing for the work of the Lord. And then in verses number uh, 14, 15, 16, and 18, the Apostle Paul is testifying about the generosity of the church in Philippi. Look at verse number 14. He said, Notwithstanding ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. We all know that the word communicate here has something to do with sharing and what? Giving. He did communicate with me. In verse number 15 he said, Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me in as far as giving and receiving. But ye only, this church is a consistent 
partner of the Apostle Paul. Not only in finances, most of all, he, they were so uh, faithful in their partnership with him when it comes to his afflictions. He, they were praying for him. For even in Thessalonica, look at these words. He sent once and again unto my necessity. This church is so generous to the work of the Lord through the Apostle Paul. In fact, in verse number 17, not because I desire a gift, Paul said, but I desire fruit Amen. that may abound to your account. But I am all and abound, Paul said. I, I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well pleasing to God. Who is this Epaphroditus? It is said that he is the pastor of the church in Philippi. That upon learning that the apostle Paul was in prison, he was the one who carried the gift all the way to Rome. In fact, the Bible says he was near death. Gave his life and just being there for the ministry. And so we see now the Apostle Paul thanking the church in Philippi. The Apostle Paul rejoicing with the church in Philippi. And now the Apostle Paul is testifying about the generosity of this church. So that in verse number 19, Paul said, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The apostle Paul is saying here, I may not be able to recompense you of your kindness, of your liberality, of your thoughtfulness, of your generosity, but my God. We missionaries, we will never be able to recompense you of your goodness, of your prayers to us, of those John and Romans, and you spent by the thousands of dollars. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. This morning, the message will be entitled, God's promise to a missions-minded church. Because this morning, without a doubt, the church in Philippi was a missions-minded church like that of Liberty Baptist Church in Rapid City, South Dakota. God's promise to a missions-minded church quickly this morning. Point number one, the certainty of God's promise. Look at verse number 19. The certainty of God's promise. But my God, what's the word? Shall. What is the word shall? Certain. Sure. But my God shall supply all your need. Why can we be certain? Where is this promise based that it is going to be fulfilled? It is based on his person. Our God this morning that we serve will never lie. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. Titus 1, 2. 
It is impossible for God to lie. Hebrews 6, 18, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we, have, we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope set before us. God is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, God is not negligent of his promises. Second Peter 3.9, God is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Why can we be certain that this promise will come to pass? God is faithful to his promises. Hebrews 10, 23, the Bible says, Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. What God is saying here this morning? What is God is saying this morning to us? God is saying to me and to you, I will never be a debtor to anyone of you. You can't beat God giving no matter how hard you try. And just as sure as you are living, the Lord is in heaven on high. The more you give, the more he gives to you. So keep on giving because it's really true that you can't beat God giving no matter how hard you try. Luke 6, 38, what does the Bible say? Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall man give to your bosom. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, if you dissect that verse, the only responsibility of a believer is to give and the rest belongs to God. It is based on his person. It is based on his power. Don't you realize this morning that the reason why we are so comforted that this promise will come to pass because the God that we serve is an omnipotent God. He is able and he's not only able, he is willing to fulfill what he has promised. When we were struck by Hurricane Hayan, a storm surge came in. As far as the water came to about 90 feet, ships were put to land. 25 to 30,000 people died. But the water that came in never came into the building where we were singing and praising God. People were looking at us as if the building looks like a Noah's Ark. Now, this is not our personal testimony. This is coming from the unsaved people. We're not making stories here. These are people that have seen the power of God. What is your need this morning that he cannot meet? Power on his person. Number two, not only the certainty of God's promise, we see also the coverage of God's promise. Look at the verse. But my God shall supply, look at the word, all your need. The scope of God's promise.
promise all your need, not all your greed. All your need, not all your greed. He can meet all your needs, temporal needs. God will meet them because you have been faithfully trusting in Him in your finances, especially in world missions, giving. We were hit by Hurricane Hayan. The first thing that we encountered was food issue. There were 50 to 60 of us in that room. 50 to 60 of us. My wife told me, no more rice. You know, Filipinos love to eat rice. And if you're a Filipino listening to me, look at me. (laughs) Filipinos love to eat rice. And if you're a Filipino who does not love to eat rice, you better check your DNA. Because it is invaded in us. We're wired in it. 50 to 60. I have to drive about one and a half hour. For some reason, the typhoon did not hit the west hard. So I can still drive. But I could only find few kilos. No rice. No food. Water. But you know what? There was one time I saw these people carrying sacks of rice. And I said, where did you get them? He said, there is a ship there carrying tons of rice from Vietnam. And guess where it landed? Near the church. So we run there, got us about five sacks of rice, and we say, another typhoon! (laughs) No. We got five rice, sacks of rice. One day I wake up early in the morning. I saw two big coolers. I said, who owns those two big coolers? Some said, we do not know, Pastor. It's been sitting there since early this morning. I said, well, it's not ours, so better not mess with it. But comes 12 noon, 3 o'clock, getting dark, and the two coolers were still there. I said, we better check on it. It's in, within our perimeter. <laughs> you know, it's inside the, 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 the fence. Pastor Petroco has been there. I said, let's just go in and check on it. So, but I have to have some bodyguards with me. You know, so I said, okay. When I open it, lo and behold, guess what I saw? Hot dogs, chicken, ham, filled two big coolers. I said, give it the one, give it to the community, and we will keep the other one. The two American families that I rescued, they were so happy. They were so happy. Because I know they would not make it. No electricity. No electricity. You cannot make it. No electricity. You don't know how to uh, cook rice in, in a firewood. You don't drink the way we drink. You can't make it. 
take it. I said, come over here. God is good to us. He preserved us. They were happy. When they go back to the U.S., guess where they are today? Ask me, where are they? Florida. You know where Florida is. Lots of hurricanes as well. They want a stateside hurricane in Florida. But God is good. He provided. He provided all your need. He did not give us an AC. A condition why? There's no electricity. He gave us our needs. Water. One of our men said, Pastor, there is water in the place where we were getting it before the typhoon. Let's go back. We went in there. We serve an omnipotent God. He just covered the thing. And when I opened it, it was clear as crystal. Note what the Bible says. I love the King James Bible. Look at verse 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. This is not according to the riches of Elon Musk. 278.4 billion. This is not according to the riches of Bernard Arnold and family. 170.3 billion. This is not according to the riches of Jeff Bezos. 165.1 billion. This is not according to the riches of Gautam Adanian family. 131.5 billion. This is not according to the riches of Larry Ellison. 107.6 billion. Not according to the riches of Bill Gates. 107.0 billion. This is not according to the riches of Pastor Jerry. 0.0 billion. But according to the riches of God in Christ. You're building. It will not even get a touch on the riches of God. You believe in that? Let's vote. No. no. But God can supply all our need. But this morning, let me just remind you, the greatest need that you have today, if you're not saved, is for you to get saved. And the good news about this need, more than 2,000 years ago, God provided that need in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you saved? The last one. Fact, with all these riches, combine all those riches of these men, Jesus still has to say, without me, ye can do nothing. The last one, not only the certainty of God's promise, the coverage of God's promise, we now see the consummation of God's promise. What is the consummation of God's promise? Verse number 20. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. 
when everything is said and done, the glorification of God must be done. With all these things, God's name must be magnified. Writing to the church in Corinth, he said, do all for the glory of God. Church, be not weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Church, continue to take care of God's business. And he will take good care of your business. Be good to God's men and God will be good to you. Folks, as I end, let's ask this question. What was in the church in Philippi that made them so generous? What, what was in this church in Philippi that made them so generous, so kind, so, so faithful in just being a partner to the apostle? You find the answer in 2 Corinthians chapter number 8, verses 1 to 5. Listen to this. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. One of the churches of Macedonia is what? Philippi, Berea, and Thessalonica. Those are the churches in Macedonia. How that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, and yeah, beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. Praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. Look at verse number five. And this they did. Not as we hope, but first gave their own selves to the Lord. That's the secret. My question today, have you given your life to the Lord? Have you given your life to the Lord? Paul said, they gave themselves to the Lord. Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's all stand in.